The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, power horse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to help fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. Plus, when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. What do we call that? Wagertainment. It's you better you bet from BetQL. Hour number two, you better you bet. PJ Glasser, Kate Constable here on a Tuesday. Nick and Ken with the day off. We are now over on Stadium, so make sure you go over to watchstadium.com. We'll be there for the next two hours, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern time, running through all the NFL games. Of course, we're still on Sirius Channel 160 and Sirius XM 205. You can continue watching us on Twitch and YouTube as well. We're also on the Roku channel, Fubo TV, Amazon, Samsung TV Plus as well. A lot of different ways to watch Kate and PJ here on a Tuesday. Kate, we were talking Colts and Falcons on the other side of the break. Nothing left for us there in that game, so we'll move over to the Seahawks and Titans game in Nashville. We opened the show talking about that Monday night game last night. What a great win for that was! What a great win that was for Seattle, really saving their mm-hmm. season. You know, they lose that game, drop to six and eight. You're probably not making the playoffs right now, though. They're right in the thick of the wild card race. Tennessee coming off a really tough loss against the Houston Texans uh, without C.J. Stroud. Lose that game after being up by ten in the fourth quarter. Seattle's favored by two and a half. Kate, I'm worried about this game if you're a Seahawks fan because, man, that was a crazy game last night. Now you have to travel from Seattle to Nashville. You worry about a little bit of an emotional hangover. Geno Smith, is he going to start? Is he going to be 100% healthy? Is he going to force the issue? Mike Vrabel is a home underdog is something as well. So I think you buy the Titans up to three. I don't think this game gets to three. Like, it's a two and a half right now. Do you think we get a Titans plus three in this game? 
Um, maybe if you get enough public money on it to move it up and, and maybe after last night that does push it that way. Uh, but I'm with you. Like, I, I don't think that the Seahawks after everything that transpired yesterday, I mean, that was a huge win for them. And it, like Drew Locke coming in and the way they won that game, I mean, last drive of the game, cut last couple seconds, like that's a, a letdown spot this next week, just waiting to happen, as, especially against a, a Titans team um, that, I mean, really is not playing for much at this point, like eliminated from postseason contention. It just doesn't, um, it kind of feels like a, too easy of a spot for the Seahawks. But then again, like if Geno Smith plays, okay, that's great. If Drew Locke plays, is he going to have another game like he did last night? Are we going to get that two two weeks in a row from Drew Locke? I don't really think so. Um, so I'm with you. I don't really know what to think of this game. I'm probably just going to stay away from this game altogether. But buying the point up to three, not a bad idea because it's likely going to be a very close uh, scoring game. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, you know, obviously, if you like, if you're lean towards Tennessee, which is kind of the way that we're both leaning, I, I think you can just wait and be patient. You know, I, I don't think we get a three. Maybe it pops up, but... This feels like a really good spot to uh, to fade Seattle. So I think if this stays at two and a half the whole week, that that kind of tells you a lot. I feel like Kate, long term, if you bet you know two and a halfs as an underdog and you bet three and a halfs um, as a favorite, when kind of the underdogs the trendy play, you tend to be pretty profitable. So long term profit, you know, if this line stays at two and a half, if it goes down to two, the Titans are probably the right side. I don't know if we get a three, but uh, certainly if we do, I'm going to take Tennessee in this game. I just, you know, Seattle, again, they're another team that's had a really tough schedule, right? Like they've had mm -hmm. to play the Niners twice. They had to play Dallas. They just played Philadelphia. Like they've played Baltimore this season. They're playing some of the top teams in the NFL. They just played a brutal stretch of football. Like, how much more do they have left in the tank? Are they ready to get up for another game where we know Vrabel's going to have the Titans ready to play? Like these are the kind of games where they could just muck up and make ugly. So uh, I like Tennessee. I would probably lean towards the under in that game as well. All right, NFC North matchup now between the Lions and the Vikings. Lions favored by three. Total is 47. Uh, if you like the Lions, they're minus 165 on the money line. Minnesota plus 140. Kate, the Lions can clinch the NFC North division with a win on Sunday. Those fans have been waiting <laughs> a long time to hear those words. Do you think they finally get it done? So that means it's not going to happen because this is the Detroit Lions we're talking about. That's what you're telling exactly. me, PJ. Um, yes. <laughs> I think, although on the other side, you could say this for uh, like the Vikings. They don't, we don't get nice things down the stretch of seasons. Like Vikings have had their fair share of, um, of, I don't know, failures. I guess they're not playing for a division title in this game. My concern for the lions in this one, other than their defense not being great is that the Vikings run defense has been spectacular lately, really good this season. And the lions rely, um, on heavily on, on David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. I mean, I know they have plenty of other options in, in the passing game with um, Laporta and um, a, a couple other players, but the run game is, is a big part of opening up that pass game for the Lions. And if they're not able to get that going, all of a sudden Detroit becomes a little bit more one-dimensional and you're relying totally on Jared Goff to do everything. And 
in these moments, have the Lions proven that they can come up big and, and perform in these games? No, they really haven't. So I would have to take uh, whatever points you're getting with the Vikings in this one, especially, you know, Vikings being at home, you get that home field advantage. So Vikings, what is it, plus three? I think I would have to take that. Kate, I mean, you said it right at the top when I asked you that question. Like, it's the Lions. Like, of course, they're <laughs> right? going to make their fans suffer, right? Like, it's not it's not going to be easy for them. So, look, I mean, Minnesota, there's still a path for them to win this division. They obviously play Detroit on Sunday. They play them week 18 of the regular season. Meanwhile, sandwiched in between the Minnesota games, Detroit has to play at Dallas. Probably going to lose that game because it's Dallas at home. And then Minnesota plays Green Bay at home. So that's a very winnable game for Minnesota. So like you said, I think Detroit's going to make their fan base sweat, right? I mean, they haven't won the NFC North in like 30 years. I can't see them wrapping up this division with two weeks to play. Like, that's just not how sports work for some of these franchises. They make it tough on them. I think this division is coming down to week 18. I think it is. Then I think the Lions win at home in week 18, but I think Minnesota wins outright this week. I think uh, I think they beat the Packers next week. I think the Lions are going to lose to the Cowboys next week. But Minnesota is one of my favorite plays at plus three. Nick Mullins just can't have any terrible turnovers. My God, Minnesota should have beaten Cincinnati last week. It's honestly yeah. impressive they didn't win that game. But you mentioned it too, the defense. Like the way that Brian Flores has had this defense playing ever since like the middle of the season – has been really, really impressive. So, you just, know the story with the Lions. Great home team, struggle a little bit on the road. PJ, just imagine what the Vikings would be if Kirk Cousins was still healthy. You have all, all of a sudden an offense to match how good that defense has been. I mean, Cousins was playing yeah. some of the best football of his career. That, oh, if you're a Vikings fan, like, that just has to be so hard to swallow because they would be, I, I mean – much more in contention to win this division, I think, if if Cousins was still on the field. I agree. It's a shame, too. Especially this year in the NFC, where obviously mm -hmm. San Francisco's the team to beat. But, man, after that, like, if you're Minnesota, you just feel like, you know, like you said, with the defense that they have this year, they've been essentially playing almost the entire year without Justin Jefferson, too. I mean, he's been hurt yeah. for a bunch of time, so... But yeah, I just I like Minnesota for me. Like that's that's the handicap is I just don't think the Lions are going to make it easy on their fans. Remember when we were all going to that Thanksgiving game against the Packers, Kate? We were all talking about, oh, look at this schedule that Philly has coming up, mm -hmm. Dallas has, and San Francisco and the Lions, they might have a shot at the one seed. And then the Lions play nope. terrible and they lose. Right? They just they're yep. not gonna make it easy on their fans. Yep. So I like Minnesota plus the points. I like when to win outright as well next game commanders and jets gonna be honest kate there are 16 games this week in week 16 <laughs> of the nfl this is probably the game that i have the least amount of opinion on i just see because what makes yeah. it tough is i don't think either team's going to be really motivated to play in this game right like you Why see jets you? commanders you see Jets commanders and you immediately want to take the under, right? Because it's a Jets mm -hmm. game. They have a great defense. Washington's defense is terrible, but the Jets offense is awful. You just think this is going to be an ugly, low-scoring, terrible game. But on the flip side, it's like that Washington defense is so bad that I think the Jets could score. And I don't know if the Jets defense is going to be motivated to play anymore. Like they have been the sole reason why they have been competitive somewhat with some of these top teams that they've been playing. 
I don't know if they have any more if they have any more left in the tank. They see a Commanders team coming in. Like, what's the incentive for either of these teams to win this game? Because what's helping out the Commanders, Kate, is all of these teams like that are some of the worst in the league, right? Teams like the Giants or the Patriots or some of these teams that we thought might have low draft picks. Like they've kind of won these last couple weeks. Washington just keeps losing and they keep falling up higher and higher up that draft board, climbing up the board. So I, uh, this is just one of those games. It's like, I don't know what effort we're going to get out of either team. So it's, it's a complete stay away from me. I, I would agree with you. I think if anything, maybe you look at a commander's team total over or something like that, because like you said it, their defense isn't doing anything. They allow teams to score pretty much at will, but their offense is still, I mean, they're still slinging the ball downfield. They're still putting up points and this jets defense, they're going to quit. You know, we've seen them kind of quit in a couple games this season when they're frustrated with how the offense is going, that all of a sudden the defense lets up a few big explosive plays and the game kind of opens up and, and that's it for the Jets. So that's what I think could possibly happen here. I actually love your look of taking an over because you're right. Everyone's going to be on the under. It's a lower scoring game, 37 and a half. But if neither of these teams care... I think you, I think it's an over. The only concern is like the Jets offense has been so bad all year that even if they have opportunities against a weaker defense, are they going to be able to take advantage? Like that's what I'm, that's why I would, I would narrow it down to one team and look at their either total over or under. Um, I guess in the Jets case, it would be their under, but commander's defense is so bad. Like, I, I don't know. Clearly I don't have a good read on this game. It's <laughs> Too much to to try and figure out when you have teams that are already eliminated that don't care, might be playing for draft picks, things like that. I'm with you. Like, I kind of like the over almost in this game mm -hmm. a little bit, but then I'm thinking, well, it's New York in late December and there could be uh -huh. some weather. And then also we could get Trevor Simeon versus Jacoby Brissett in this game. <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it off the table that Brissett maybe doesn't play a good amount of this game. He came in for Sam Howell in the Rams game, led them right down the field for two touchdown drives in the fourth quarter. So, you know, I think Washington likes Sam, but they're at the point where maybe you put Brissett in so you can evaluate like the rest of your team, mm -hmm. the rest of your offense. So we'll see. Just too much unknown for me because in that game. Sa Sam Howell was just benched last week. Like he's not hurt, right? He just no. stunk. Yes. Yeah. Yep. They were benching him. Yeah, Rivera's clearly lost that team, and I just feel like the commanders at some point could kind of turn into, like, the Chargers, where Rivera's clearly not coming back next year. Like, he's not going to yeah. be the coach of the he's commanders. Done. We know they have a new ownership group. They're going to have a new GM. Like, they're reevaluating everything, right? So mm -hmm. that kind of tells you that the players are going to continue to give effort and try because they know they're, they're pay, uh, playing for their jobs, but... At the same time, it's like, you know, I was impressed with them because I thought when the Rams got up big last week, like they wouldn't fight back or, or come back, and they did. So that shows me that maybe they're still they're still fighting hard, but they're just they're too tough of a team right now. Can't can't bet on the commanders. Uh I can bet on the Packers, Kate, especially when they're playing the Panthers, because I have yeah. to tell you, Panthers plus three against the Falcons was one of my biggest bets last week. That line made no, no way. sense. The Falcons were what were tied atop the NFC South. They were six and seven, playing a one and twelve Panthers team, and that line was three the entire week. It never budged. And then on Sunday, we saw some two and a halves pop up, and I'm like, 
oh, the Panthers, they're going to win this game. I don't know how they're going to do it, but they're going to win this one. And sure enough, Kate, how did they win it 9-7? And they needed Desmond (laughs) Ritter to throw one of the worst interceptions of the entire year. It was just terrible. If the Packers don't turn the ball over like four times in this game, they're going to win by a touchdown. Panthers are so bad. Their offense just... They can't score touchdowns. They just can't. They have a couple of drives a game where they look good. Bryce makes some throws. You know, they break off a couple runs for like 12, 17 yards, but it is just a painful, painful watch. And I know Green Bay has been bad these last couple weeks. You know, they were favored last week against Tampa, favored against the Giants the week before. Probably should be eight and six right now. Two tough losses. LaFleur. Hadn't lost a game in December, Kate, and now all of a sudden he's lost two in a row. But, I mean, this this has got to be the get-right game. Like, if you can't cover four and a half against the Panthers, that's that's a serious problem. So, uh, I, I actually do like the pack in this game. I would take, take the four and a half with them. Does it worry you at all? And I'm totally in agreement with you. Like, there's no way you're getting me to bet on the Panthers, especially coming off of a win. Like, that was Panthers Super Bowl, getting their, what, their third win of the season? But does it it concern you at all that the line is four and a half with the total so low? Like, this is just going to be a blowout for the Packers, right? Maybe they shut out the Panthers, something like that? Yeah, I'm I'm hoping like 24-10, you know, something in that neighborhood, 20-23 to 7, something yeah. around there. So, yeah, Packers favored by 4.5, total 36.5. Packers have to win that game. More NFL discussion. P.J. Glasser, Kate Constable on the other side of the break here. You better you bet on a Tuesday. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.